Hello, and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Nay Sweet, and this is episode 50. So I know if you look at the actual podcast, like, episode list, I have more than 50 on there, but those first couple, the little half-ass one that I did, I don't even count. So I count the real episodes as 50. We have 50 episodes. I am ending 2019 with 50 honest-to-goodness podcast episodes, and that feels... I don't know, amazing and weird and like 50? Holy shit. I have done 50 of these. It just, when I looked at the number, I didn't even think about it. I'm like, whoa, 50. So anyway, <laughs> so if some of you are confused, like, hey, when I'm uh, on my podcast app, it says I've been, you know, way more than that. It's it's because I did like that little half episode in the very, very beginning when I had to change the podcast name, which was actually a good thing. I was kind of pissed at the moment, but it was actually a good thing. <laughs> so in the spirit of this time of year, I thought it'd be cool to do to end the year with like a, a recap, like what I have learned from 2019 because it has taught me, it taught me a lot and I wanted to share all of that with you as well as some other stuff. But today is a day a lot of us take stock in in the entire last year. The good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> and it's hard not to get caught up in the trap of like reliving all of the trauma from, from the past year as you head into the new year. And it sometimes can make that new year experience a little bit bitter and you go into it jaded <laughs> but I decided this year I'm not gonna do that um I know a lot of you have had a rough 2019 and I wanted to share with you how I am taking away some good things from 2019 I know that this year had some really bad shit happen in my life in my family's life and it forced me to take a look at all the things, my limiting, limiting beliefs, my old systems of going about my life. It weeded out a lot of people also that were just dragging me down or were negative to my mental health. Um, not gonna lie, <laughs> as most of you know from listening, 2019 was really a bumpy ride. <laughs> um, but I really did want to share some things that, that this year taught me and, and what I'm grateful for. And I'll, and I also, I'm going to share a New Year's ritual as well uh, that I'm going to be doing tonight. And I wanted to share it with you guys. So, uh, 2019, where to even start? <laughs> um, uh, I've learned so many lessons and I'm still learning lessons from this year. Um, I think the first lesson was that I need to loosen my grip on what, what I feel my purpose is. Um, I had this like fierce driving force of I what I thought my life purpose was. I thought I was to be some sort of healer in this community to usher in like a new era of open-mindedness in, in this part of, you know, my little blip on the map. Oh boy. <laughs> um, so when I had to close my business, I basically imploded. Um, all these things, all these questions were swirling around in my head. Like, how was I to be an example of living my truth if I can't have a store? How was I supposed to live my truth out loud if I couldn't physically be out there with my big shop window on the main street, you know, in a conservative town? Um, I wanted to have a place where other weirdos like me had a space to go to. And I was taking away that space from the community by closing. And I was devastated. <laughs> 
I was so upset that the store wouldn't be there for those who had nowhere else to go or to feel comfortable in. I felt like a freaking failure. I had so many people just come in and ask or chat about questions. They didn't know who else to ask, you know, things that were taboo in the community. You know, you weren't supposed to ask about those things, but they could come into my store and ask. And, oh, I mourned so hard. I mourned that shop so hard. (laughs) But from it, I learned that some things are meant to be in my life for a moment, for a reason, and then leave. I know that now. At the time, I was, God, I was in such a dark place. It's like I had everything ripped out from underneath my feet and I didn't know where else, who I was or what I was supposed to do. Um, it was bad. But I learned that. I learned that I shouldn't grip so hard onto anything that I think is my purpose. I should just flow with it because the universe has multiple purposes for all all of us. You're not here for just one specific thing. We're here for so many things. And I saw this meme at some point this year about maybe your purpose for this little moment in time was that you were kind to somebody that was having a bad day and you changed their entire day. Maybe today that's your purpose, to be kind to somebody, to change their outlook on life, to give them hope for some being, for, for humanity. Maybe, maybe that specific thing today is your purpose and tomorrow it'll be something else. And, and I really, I really took that and ran with it. <laughs> so the next super awesome thing that happened <laughs> this year was that my dad had to let me go from being an employee on the ranch. Um, it was a huge chunk of our income and it devastated me on so many levels. Um, I have a lot of issues revolving my, my parents Um, and this just, for me, kind of opened that wound. I felt discarded. I felt unwanted. I really did. Like, we both, Brad and I knew it was coming at some point because we knew my dad really wanted to be independent. I could feel it happening. Um, but, oh, God, it felt like a kick in the gut. (laughs) But I learned from it. I learned that sometimes the universe has to kick me out of the situation I'm in because it's no longer serving my highest good. And honestly, leaving that place and not having to go back there and work probably saved my sanity, my health, probably saved my life. With all the haunted BS and the karma that had a hold of me in the land there, I wouldn't have lasted much longer there with the health that I had left. (laughs) I was already, my health was already really, really bad and... I was depressed and I just kept spiraling and not having to go back there probably was the most significant change in making my life better. At the time, I thought it was the end of the world because most of us, our our lives revolve around paying bills and how am I going to make a living and that income was lost and I, I fucking panicked. I'll be honest, I panicked. Um... But I have learned so many things. I have learned to be more frugal. I am more responsible with my money. Sure, I have moments where I buy stupid shit on Amazon in the middle of the night. We all do. (laughs) But I am more responsible. I'm more thankful. So my, my job, um, as a as a maid at the at the little motel I, I don't get to clean very many rooms it's kind of small and not many people come there and I have a very modest um paycheck but I 
I appreciate it. I appreciate having the opportunity to earn money. I appreciate the money when it gets here. And I think that was a really big lesson that I needed to learn. I learned that things ending, even if it feels like my life has ended, can be a very good thing. (laughs) So I learned that not all endings are bad. In fact, they're probably, most of them are good. So, um... So my health being so bad, I feel is a result of me not giving a shit, not honoring my body and not being aware of just how bad my health is. So this is another subject I think this year taught me a lot of lessons about. Um, I ate, I still eat things I know are bad for me. I know they are going to trigger lupus and I do it anyway, (laughs) because a lot of times I'm like, hey, just one time isn't going to hurt and whatever, I'll be fine. Well, now I have physical limitations worse than I ever thought I ever would have. I learned, I have learned that I'm, I'm not going to ignore my body anymore. I'm not going to ignore the small pain before it gets worse. I haven't been able to ride much this year because of how my body has reacted to me not taking care of it and having lupus. <laughs> and I miss being with my horses and going for long rides so freaking bad. The last two years, my health has not been well, um, but this year has been awful, and I I really didn't get a ride very much at all. Um, So I'm going to take this as a lesson. (laughs) Yes, shit happened. Yes, I don't feel good. Um, I'm not in the best shape physically. In fact, I'm in really bad shape. Like, I looked up on the BMI things, And by the way, don't do this because unless you're really, really thin, it will make you cry. So I looked up, I was kind of trying to plan my, my, my fitness goals and think about what I wanted to do to make my body better. And I thought, let's look and see what my BMI is. Oh, shit. Um, according to there, I'm moderately obese according to the BMI. And I looked at those words and at first I, I cried. I'm not going to lie. I cried. And then I thought, fuck that. I'm not going to let some stupid system tell me a label to make me feel bad. Fuck that. So I'm just labeling myself as in progress. That's it. I'm just in progress. I am in progress of making my life, my health, my physical fitness better. One thing at a time. Um, Before Um, so the first of the year, I really dove hard into the AIP diet. So it's autoimmune protocol diet. And I, I mean, it's very diligent, very strict. I made sure that I worked out hardcore and I was doing this and it was great. Like it, I dropped pounds. I felt amazing, but there's no way I can keep that up right off the bat. Like I failed hardcore. I had like one little thing that wasn't on my diet and it all crumbled apart because I hadn't taken the time to build up any kind of real food ritual or, or schedule or build a habit. I just dove all in head first, which I learned I should not do. (laughs) Um, and I failed. And then the rest of the year, it just got 10 times worse. So this time I'm doing small things. Okay. So my husband and I have decided, you know, one thing, for like one week, we're going to start and go, and we have been doing it, no bread. So I cannot have bread. 
And I know that. So we have taken it out of the house. We will not have bread. And like the next week, we'll add something else that we aren't going to have anymore. Like we've already taken out white potatoes. Um, Oh my gosh, my naturopath suggested uh, white sweet potatoes. If you're not like a sweet potato fan and you can't have white potatoes or any of those other kind, white sweet potatoes are a good substitute and they taste fantastic. So anyway, we took out white white potatoes and added those. So week by week, we're just going to add something else to our not eating anymore list and we replace it with something um, as a substitute and my naturopath is working with us to kind of give us alternatives so that we're not feeling so overwhelmed with this whole diet thing. So anyway, I have learned (laughs) that I cannot do it all at once, that my body, my mind especially, needs time to get used to and process this new lifestyle. A new lifestyle isn't a diet. It is a forever thing for me. And if I'm going to change my life forever, I need to do this in baby steps <laughs> or I will fail. So that is something I have definitely learned from this entire year. So for this new year, I'm going to honor my physical body. This is the only physical body I get in this lifetime. And if I fuck it up, it's, I don't, I can't reverse the damage, a lot of the damage I've already done, I can't reverse. So I'm going to do what I can to make this body perform the best it can for the rest of the time I'm on this earth. (sighs) So the next thing that 2019 threw at me was that whole ordeal with the bullying and, and my daughter. It was, it was awful. It had been going on for about three and a half years when this year kind of hit. So we were already a long ways into this battle. It just, I don't know why the kids took it up this, a notch. It took it up like a gazillion notches this year, but it was heartbreaking and infuriating and so very frustrating. Um, I hate that Maddie had to go through that. I feel at one point, I just felt like the worst mother in the world that I couldn't protect her f- from that happening. Um, but I was talking to Maddie this morning and I asked her what 2019 taught her. And she's so amazing. She she said it taught her to not value others' opinions, to not give a shit what they say. She said that it's a struggle, but she learned that people, that what people that don't value you think doesn't matter. And I think that's pretty freaking awesome. It's awesome for a 17-year-old to already have a handle on that. I wish at 17 that I could have that wisdom. I don't want to go through what she did. There's no way. she. I don't think I could have done or gone through what she did and come out like she has. It has taught me that standing up for what you believe in is messy, <laughs> but worth it. Fighting that hard, it it got her to be able to graduate with a diploma and no extra cost to us because we were thinking about homeschooling, but that's a whole other cost that we really couldn't afford. But now, fighting the, the way we did, we get that we get her to have an actual diploma from this school, but with the benefit of being out of that toxic environment. She gets to be here, do classes online, and still get her diploma. And she's, I, she's amazing, guys. I don't know. I wish... You guys could have saw her like two months ago uh, compared to now. Like she smiles, she jokes, she tries to do things that are fun again. It is, it was 100% worth the fight. 
It's also, it taught me that I cannot change how people think here, ever. <laughs> they, the people that are small-minded will be that way until they choose not to be that way. And I cannot make that happen. They have to make that happen. <laughs> All I can do is live my life authentically, um, stand up for what I believe in, and not expect them to think the same as I do. All my frustration that I had was coming from me thinking that they could just see things as I do, and that's not fair to them or to me. So as long as I have to be stuck here, <laughs> I will live my life and not worry about what the community thinks or feels or hates about me or hates about my family. And I'm going to leave them alone as long as they leave us alone. <laughs> and if not, at least they know I, I fight back, right? <laughs> I think, though, that limbo, <laughs> the limbo has been the hardest lately and is teaching me something important. And it is still teaching me. At the moment, I don't have a fierce driving purpose, this thing I think that I should do for humanity. I don't have the shop. I have paused doing any services like readings or Reiki or past life regressions just for the moment until I feel better. So I'm not helping others right now. We are looking at properties to maybe buy and uh, to move to, but not anything serious at the moment. We haven't really worked out the financials yet. And um, so I'm here at this house we bought to be our home, but it doesn't feel like it because of what happened this year. And this, it just feels like I'm floating. And I fight this feeling so hard. <laughs> I, I want to move forward, but I, I'm not really sure how to or what to do. So this is teaching me to be still. <laughs> um, it has been rough. I, I am someone who likes to have a plan moving forward, and I don't really have much of a plan moving forward, <laughs> so it's very different for me. I stopped doing a lot of my spiritual practice because it felt forced. I was doing things because, well, I'm supposed to. I, I had all these, like, arbitrary rules in my head of how I should conduct myself in my spiritual practice. Like, if I didn't do these things, then I was... Uh, a failure, I guess, in my own, in my own mind. So, I don't know. I, I just stopped doing a lot of the things, but lately I've started to do some of the things slowly. So, I've been raking my water. So, I fill up my water bottle every morning as I'm making my coffee and I try to drink a big bottle of water before I down a pot of coffee. That's how I justify a pot of coffee. <laughs> I know it's not an actual justification, but in my head it is. So, um, anyway, a friend, a very wise soul, had suggested that I, I, or she told me that that's what she'd been doing. So, I started doing that every morning. And it felt, it felt good. I'm like, hey, I'm doing this because I want to. I want to Reiki my water. I'm not doing like a whole self-Reiki session on myself, but I'm just going to Reiki my water. Kind of like blessing it for the day, right? And I just started doing other little things. So I meditate when I feel like it rather than when it's scheduled. I literally had an alarm on my phone, meditate, and it started becoming a job instead of something that was good for me that I enjoyed. So now I just meditate when I want to. If I'm alone in the house at two o'clock in the afternoon and I'm like, mm, you know what? I think I want to meditate. Then I do. Um, before it was every morning before I get out of bed and 
every night before I go to bed, I would meditate. And now it's not as frequent, but I'm enjoying it a whole lot more because I'm giving myself the freedom to do it when I want to, when it feels good. And I don't know, maybe that sounds lazy or or whatever, but it feels good. For now, that's, that's what I like. Um, I've been doing yoga. I know I should be doing it every day because of my back, but <laughs> making myself do it was, oh, I hate it. I used to love doing yoga every morning and I was out bitched the entire time. Like I, I do it through like YouTube. There's a lady that has like a YouTube channel and I just pop on one of her things every morning and I would do it. And I was like cussing at her, like telling her to shut the hell up. And I'm like, okay, this is definitely not working if I'm bitching the entire time. <laughs> so, um, I started doing that whenever I feel like it. So lately it's been the kind of the same thing as meditating. Like I'll get everybody out the door, they go to work or whatever Maddie's going to do for the day. She usually does her homework in her room in the morning. And I'm just, I just use that part of my morning to listen to like, I listen to podcasts, I drink my coffee, and I light some incense. And then that just kind of gets me in the right frame of mind. And then after that, I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe I'll do yoga. And I don't do it every day, every day but I've been doing it more purposefully, I guess. And I, I think that has bringing me joy. I even stopped really conversing with my guides because honestly, I didn't want to hear what they had to say because I knew my life is a shit show and they have a lot to say about it. Um, they're supportive, but some of the things I knew I was doing that was counterproductive, they were just going to repeat and I didn't want to hear it. So I stopped talking to them a lot and lately I've been conversing with them and reestablishing that, that bond and the love there. And that feels really freaking good, right? So it's all coming back slowly <laughs> and I slide backwards some days and I'm learning not to shame myself for it. Shit happens. We're not robots. We're human. We, we don't need to act like we're machines. We are, our motions are fluid. When you wake up in the morning, you're not always going to be motivated. And if for me, I have the freedom to go, well, you know what? I don't feel like doing my squats this morning, but maybe in the afternoon I do and then I do them in the afternoon. I know that a lot of life coaches and motivational speakers would be really opposed to how I'm doing things right now, but it's working so they can fuck off. <laughs> um, I'm taking it day by day and seriously for the control freak planner like me, that's a very, very big deal. Um, I didn't even know it was New Year's Eve when I woke up this morning. I was like, wait, it's podcast day. I get to put out the podcast today. And then I got online and I started seeing people wishing everybody a happy new year. And what are you going to do for New Year's Eve tonight? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so that is how much I'm not planning ahead. And that is something I have learned from this limbo. I have visited limbo multiple times in 2019 and I never really got it. And I think this round I'm not, I don't have a 100% handle on it, but I'm learning the lessons from it and I'm very grateful for that. Um, I'm learning to have a lot less negative reaction to this floating around limbo feel and it's wonderful. <laughs> um, okay, so something else I realized. So I realized something last week, maybe, I don't know, was it last week or maybe the week before, but anyway, that 
about this house and, and us being here in this specific community. So it isn't ideal at all, as most of you know. <laughs> People don't like me or get me, and that's okay. Um, my choices are see other. I don't even know how to explain. If you guys, if anybody lives in a super small town, I'm thought like we are in 300. So 300 and under. That's my community. My choices are broadcasted in this small town, like C-SPAN. Like there's a ticker tape at the grocery store. I swear to God, I'll walk in there and like, oh my God, I didn't know you did that. I'm like, oh my God. Maddie walked into the grocery store the other day and they're like, one of them went right up to her and was like, so, I'm going to be nosy. I heard that you didn't, you dropped out of high school. So, what's the deal? And my daughter, she handled it really well. But I'm like, Jesus Christ, people. So, <laughs> it isn't a very positive place. Um, it's annoying to live where everybody knows what you're doing. And lately, all of I, I've wanted to do is kind of disappear. And you can't here. Um, so, that's happening. So we don't have a way to socialize anymore. I mean, we go to like the local restaurant or, you know, the local hangout and we'll socialize a little bit, but you can only do that so long. So it's frustrating, right? And we can't, we literally, we cannot move right now and maybe not even next year. I don't know. Um, it's super expensive out there. Um, and finances are unfortunately a reality. So I figured out that I need I need to figure out how to be happy, to find joy in a place where it is hard to find. I need to make this house feel like home, not just a place to hide from everybody. And it is a safe place inside these walls, but I feel like it needs to feel like more than that. For not just me, but for my husband, for my daughter, I need to let go of my resentments, my fears, and my expectations surrounding my existence here in this town. Um... It is a work in progress, but at least I'm aware and I'm trying. I'm trying to make this feel like and not a not a, a layover in between where I was and where I want to go. I want this place to feel like while we're here, it is a good place to be. So I'm doing things a little more intentionally. I'm unpacking some things that I was like, screw it, I'm going to unpack that. We're going to leave in a year anyway, that kind of stuff. I'm I'm living here as if this is my home now and I'm I'm really trying to do that consciously and I'm hoping that kind of changes the way or my perception of living in this small town like my husband and I are trying to find things that we can go do together during the winter and it's really really hard because the roads are bad but we're like you know what if we can just get away to the next town over and do like date night once a week, even once every two weeks would be fantastic. Even if it's to the Dairy Queen, <laughs> I just want to get out of this house. We've been actually, like, I totally would make fun of the old people who, like, we're talking, that's the thing to do. If you are a senior citizen, you drive around town in the afternoons here. It's just what they do. And lately, Brad and I have been doing that. He'll be like, he'll get done with work. I'll get dinner done. And we're sitting here. He's like, you want to go for a drive? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we will drive around like old people and just take a drive just to get out of the house, get out of the community. We might go only three or four miles down the road outside of town, but we get out and we just kind of drive around. And it's nothing huge, but it's a step. It's something, right? <laughs> so, I am learning to make this home no matter what. 
and and not think about the outcome or what is to be later. And I wanted also to take some time to remember, I really want to show you guys that there are things to be grateful for even in a shitty year. Because in the midst of a shitty or hard year, those things can just fade away. And I need to remember how lucky I really am. I have a roof, I have food, I have clothing, and I should never take that for granted, ever. We had the opportunity this year to own a home and we bought one. Like, that's not a little thing. That's a huge freaking deal. We bought a home. <laughs> and I, I'm thankful that I have these walls to decorate with all my witchy shit, all my shelves to put my, my crystal collections on. Um, even though it irritates the shit out of Maddie that I have so many crystals and candles all over the place. I love that I have a beautiful yard and I have these giant pine trees that, that surround part of the yard and I love them. I really do. And this wood stove. I will never live in a house without a wood stove now. If we ever move here from here, I, that'll be like my number one thing on my checklist. <laughs> I love this wood stove. I will get my coffee. I start a fire and I'll sit by it while it warms up and I, I love it. I have my fur babies that bring me so much joy and comfort every freaking day. Like no matter bad, no matter how bad my day is, they're like, hey mom, I love you. <laughs> and that's awesome, right? They provide me with things to laugh at because cats. <laughs> my little chihuahuas are so fiercely loyal and I love them so much for that. I do. My horses. Oh my god, my horses. I have the kindest goofiest bunch of horses and I cannot forget that donkey. <laughs> He's such a weird, strange little thing. Um, and he makes me smile every time I see him. They all do. And they are my sanity, whether I get to ride them or just get to hang out with them. My husband's been just driving me out there to hang out with them. And I appreciate that. I may not be able to get on and ride very long or ride at all right now, but I can hang out with them and pet them and brush them and talk to them. And, um, and I think I, I enjoy it just as much as they do. They really, they're, these horses are very people oriented. They love attention and I just want to keep that up. And another thing I have to be, I am immensely grateful for are my friends. So I may not have a ton of them. <laughs> I have a very small circle, but the ones I do have are priceless. I can vent and cry and feel awful and they just listen and support me and tell me it's going to be okay. I, I am so freaking lucky. I can call or text them and I can ask them about weird shit like ghosts or demons or really anything out, anything I want to. I can send them the most rancid, raunchy, dirty, like meme that I can't share on Facebook because people will think I'm like, disturbed and they will laugh too. <laughs> so to my freaky weird friends, thank you so much for being in my life. I, I, I don't know how to express how grateful I am. I've not been the kind of person who ever has opened up to people very well or had close friends. I have friends in the past but not close ones. And I'm to a stage in my life where I'm finally opening up to having friends that I love dearly. And it's such an amazing part of my life that I had missed out. I'd missed out on for so, so long. And I am grateful that for me, for me, for opening up and allowing people into my life and for them for being 
such beautiful friends. So thank you. And I want to show my gratitude for my daughter. My daughter is my person. I could not ask for a more beautiful, smart, intuitive, intelligent being to be my person. (laughs) She is so strong. I cannot imagine going through what she has at that age. She's the strongest person I know. This morning, she woke up smiling and told me how excited she is for 2020. And that, is, and that this is her year and it will bring everything that is awesome. And she said she's scared, but pumped. <laughs> after, even after four years of bullying and the world being against her, she still smiles and welcomes a new year with an open heart. And that's something I can learn from. And I'm so proud of her and I love her so freaking much. And I swear to God, I would not cry. (laughs) I'm also thankful for my hubby. (laughs) He is my soulmate. He's my partner in this lifetime. He's my rock. And I love him more than I ever could express in words. He has literally seen me change from one person to someone completely different throughout the evolution of our relationship. And he has loved every version of me. And not many people get that kind of love. And I am so very grateful that I get this in this lifetime. He supports me even if I'm wrong. He may mention not to punch anyone or maybe I shouldn't yell when we go to the teacher meeting. But he will stand by me. He'll bail me out of jail if need be. I've gained like 30 pounds since our relationship started. And he makes sure that I know that he thinks I'm beautiful every day. Doesn't matter what size I am, what clothes I wear, if I'm wearing makeup or not, or if I dye my hair purple or have it brown, he doesn't care. He just lets me know that he loves me and supports me and he thinks I'm beautiful. He gives me a confidence that I don't inherently have. And I'm thankful for that. And no matter what this year threw at us threw at us, he was always there ready to deal with it. And he was ready to take a punch for me if if need be. <laughs> He's my cheerleader, my counselor, my best friend, and my lover, all wrapped into one beautiful human being. And I thank the universe so much for sending him into my life this go-around. I am a better human because of him. So thank you. And then there are you guys, the listeners. I started this podcast with the idea that it would be fun and a way to educate and share with others. I wanted to share my witchy life, to show what it's like to live as a witch in a really conservative area and maybe create a digital version of that safe space that my shop was for others and it sounded fun so like hey why not right (laughs) I had no idea how to do one what equipment I needed I didn't even think anybody would listen I was like okay if I could get 50 people to listen that would be badass and I figured by the end of the year if we had a thousand downloads I would be thrilled right now We have 1,200 plus subscribers on Podbean alone and almost 31,000 downloads. I, it feels surreal. I am blown away and a bit in shock at the moment. I, I'm so very grateful that the podcast was the one positive consistent thing this year. It really was. I was reading the comments last night in the Facebook group in response to my check-in post I made. Um, I really think it's important for every once in a while, everybody just check in. You can vent, you can ask for support, and I posted that yesterday, and you're, you support each other. You give suggestions, you hold space for each other, and I, I sat on the couch all wrapped up in a blanket crying happy, happy tears as I read those comments. I'm going to cry again. 
I wanted to create a community where people could be themselves and ask questions and have a support system if they didn't have one. Because I know how it is to be the odd one in a community or family and have no one to talk to or go to with questions. And I got a taste of how that could be when I had the store. And I wanted some way to create that online. And last night I saw that that it's it happened. So I am so very grateful for each and every one of you. You are amazing, all of you. You show each other love and compassion and understanding. No one judges. I think it is beautiful. <laughs> and after everything else fell away this year, everything, my my purpose, my shop, my income, my, you know, what was left over was my little family here, my real friends, and this podcast. That's what was left. And for that, I am so very thankful. <laughs> I want to do more for you. So I posted on Instagram and Facebook to have you tell me what you want to hear and see on the podcast next year. So if make sure you go over to the Facebook page or Instagram, either one, and make sure that you comment. If you have a, ta- a subject you want me to tackle or a guest you want me to have on, post it. I'm going to bust my ass to make things happen for you this year. I want to do better for you. You are, You guys are such amazing group of listeners. I want to do the best I possibly can for you, plus some. (laughs) I've been planning and plotting the last couple weeks of 2019. I am really trying to figure out how to make this podcast even better for you. So I'm going to be rolling out some announcements once the new year gets going. So make sure you stay connected and watch for those announcements. I want to also thank our Patreon sponsors for coming with me on this crazy new journey. Um, Please, you guys, go check out their pages. Maybe share their posts for them on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. It's hard being self-employed and a witchy person at that. (laughs) And I want to lift these women up as much as I possibly can to help them out on their journey. So head over to the sponsor page on uh, my website. Click on each one of their links, check them out, share their posts, please. It's, it'll be Holistic Healing Therapeutics, Lavender Potions, and Earth Mama Creations. Please check them out. And also, so tonight is New Year's Eve, and I will be doing a very simple ritual to bring in the new year, and I want to share it with you. Uh, a friend sent this to me. I think she probably found it on Pinterest. So Haley, if you're listening, thanks for the share. Um... What you're going to need is four white candles or really whatever candles you want. You don't have to have four white ones or even four. If you have one candle or if you don't have a candle, you know me, just go with it. This one says you need four white candles positioned northeast, south, and west. You can, you know, do it the craft style and sit in the middle and have all the candles around you or have it set up like that on your altar, whatever. So this is what you say. This is, you can cast a circle, um, call in the quarters or the directions, whatever you, whatever your, um, ritual, uh, like thing is. So you're going to say the new year begins. I call to me bountiful blessings and prosperity in all ways. May I become the person I aspire to be. May I manage my emotions and my time. May I do things that matter, not only to be noticed. May I finish what I started and start again. May I play and laugh often. May I rise above all obstacles. May I find solutions to any problems. May I work to maximize my skills and strengths. 
May I walk my true path with my eyes wide open. I ask it, I beseech it, I mark it, and so it is. And then you blow out the candles and you meditate or say a prayer or do whatever you do. Call in any of your deities um, to ask to, you know, execute this uh, ritual. Whatever whatever comes to you. Um, I'm just going with real simple. I'll probably have some candles to represent each of the directions. Maybe my manifest candle that I make, I'll probably have that one in the middle because to me this is manifesting something for the next year. Um, so anyway, I will post that in the Facebook group and I'll probably post it on my Instagram story if you guys want to save it uh, and, and do that tonight. So I know that this wasn't a super witchy episode, but witches have mundane lives too. And I've always told you I'll share that part of my life with you. So here it is, 2019 as lessons in gratitude. <laughs> May 2020 bring you bountiful blessings, each and every one of you. And as always, stay witchy. Bye-bye.